Hello everybody, it's your boy MC Brooks, and I'm here on the front end of this podcast to let all of my listeners know that this particular episode of The Overflow does come with a trigger warning. Some of the content that I mentioned here does make mention of or reference to things like pedophilia and child grooming. I don't want any of my listeners to be blindsided by these things as they make their way through this latest episode of The Overflow. The best thing I can do is be considerate of the people who are listening to this podcast, and so that's what I set out to do. So again, there are things like child grooming and pedophilia that are referenced or mentioned on this episode of The Overflow. With that being said, thank you for listening, and enjoy the episode. You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of Game 5. The Nationals 7, the Dodgers 3. Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Gronk. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my element, like going sign. What's goody, what's goody, what's goody, everybody? First podcast of 2021. So let me say up front, Happy New Year to all of my listeners, both old and new. It's your boy MC Brooks coming through. New episode of The Overflow right here on GGR Pirate Radio. And I wish that I was recording this podcast about literally anything else. But I felt really compelled to talk about what I'm going to talk about today uh, because it's important. And, you know, I have this platform and I'm going to use it to talk about everything, the things I like and the things I don't like. And I generally try to keep things positive, you know. I would I would much rather just talk about things that I like, you know, things that I enjoy, things that I want to encourage people to get into or things that they that you all might like or enjoy. But occasionally there are going to be things that come up that, that are going to inspire me to speak out. And uh, today's subject is going to be just that. But before I get into all of that. Just want to remind everybody, GreatGeekRefuge.com, where you can get all of the podcasts, including this one, as well as all of our articles. Uh, But if you don't go to the website, then you can also listen to all of our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts at, whether that be Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, We're available everywhere. If if, if it exists and podcasts exist there, we're probably on there. So just go there, look up Great Geek Refuge or GGR Pirate Radio or the overflow with MC Brooks, you know, and you can find us and listen and 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 make sure you put your friends on game, because you know the mark of good friends is is putting their friends onto dope shit, and we make dope shit here. Speaking of dope shit, shout out to all of you listeners, because the overflow with MC Brooks was the most popular podcast on GGR last year, which is cr- crazy. Because I was gone, I didn't upload for like six months. And, you know, even when I was uploading, it was kind of infrequent. 
And so despite all of that, everyone was going and, and listening to my old episodes and even the new episodes that I, that I did put up. And there's no way that, you know, this, this podcast could have been number one <laughs> at GGR at least, if not for, you know, all of you who listen. So whether this is your first time listening to me or whether you've been listening for a while or you've been listening since the very first one, you know, thank you to all of you. I, I really do appreciate it. You know, I suffer from imposter syndrome and sometimes I don't feel like anyone's ever listening to this. But I mean, men lie, women lie, non-binary people lie, but numbers don't in this case. And so thank you. I, I very much appreciate um, everyone who is who has been listening. I uh, will try to pay you back tenfold by producing more amazing content here on this podcast. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into the subject of this podcast. All right. So if you can see the title, the title is Inuyasha Deserved Better. Now, Inuyasha is an anime that was released in the early 2000s in the U.S. And it was one of the very first anime that I myself ever got into. You know, it's it's not the first one, because that would be Ronin Warriors. It's not even the second one, because that would be Pokemon. But the, the, the third, or the, the one that really kind of had one of the biggest impact on me, was Inuyasha. It's been in my top five anime for about 15 years now, which is crazy to say. And even last year when I went and rewatched the series because I, I really wanted to see the true ending to it because uh, there there was an original ending and then there, there was a true ending that was produced later. And I wanted to see the, the true ending to uh, the series. And I wanted to see if it held up because, you know, we, we live in a time now where so many of us are rediscovering things that we liked as, as children or as young adults, and we are discovering that some of these things don't age well or some of these things aren't as good as we remember them. Uh, I mean, luckily for me, Inuyasha is not that. It absolutely still holds up. And in rewatching it, I was able to see the ways that it potentially influenced anime that came out after Inuyasha had already finished anime that uh, featured isekai themes or anime that featured uh, demon slayers or you know anything like that you know what i'm saying and i i really loved and appreciated the the inuyasha show the the original show so you can imagine my excitement when right after finishing my rewatch of it last year uh, i saw that a sequel anime was announced uh, called yashahime and so Yashihime was uh, was released, I want to say, in October of last year. And it was going to be uh, focused on the children of characters from the original series. Now, in saying that, I, I need to say this up front because I didn't say this earlier than right now. But this podcast is going to have spoilers. So if you are, you know, if you've never seen Inuyasha, if you're in the middle of watching it, um or you're not caught up on Yashahime, and you haven't seen the most recent episode, then you need to don't listen or not listen. But if you don't care about spoilers, then by all means, uh, continue listening. Okay, so now that I've got that out of the way, 
let's let's really dive in here. So I'm going to give a little bit of backstory for people listening who may not be familiar with Inuyasha, just so I can uh, give you some context so you then you can understand why I was inspired to make this podcast today and why this is a big deal, okay? So Inuyasha is a show about a young girl named Kagome who travels back in time to feudal Japan. She awakens the half-demon known as Inuyasha, and together they end up traveling, trying to piece together the uh, shards of the Shikan Jewel, which basically grants the person in possession of it like a wish or, you know, a, like a desire, something they desire, right? Inuyasha, uh, his motivations for wanting it are he wants to become a full demon because he, he's only a half. Um, and along the journey, uh, we meet so many other characters who become central to the story. Uh, we're introduced to characters like Moroku, Sango, and Shippo, and Kilala, who uh, travel with Kagome and Inuyasha, and they're also main characters in their own right with their own individual arcs and their own interactions with the other characters. We're introduced to characters like Naraku, who is the main antagonist of Inuyasha. And then we also meet Sashomaru, uh, his servant Jaken, and his servant Ren, who is a human girl. Sashomaru is Inuyasha's older brother, and he is a full demon. He is not a half-demon. They have the same father. So, it's no, it's no surprise when you watch the show why so many people like myself really fall in love with it. There's pretty good action. There's some good comedy. There's romance. You know, there's drama. You know, there there's death and <laughs> destruction. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of unknown and reveals and surprises and twists. And it's 189 episodes. Uh, and there's a good bit of filler in it. But for me and for anyone who watches it, I actually think the filler is pretty good with this show, considering that, it expands the world that we live in it, or that they that these characters live in and also expands uh, the relationships between these characters. Like part of the reason you, I enjoy it, I enjoy the show so much and why I enjoy the filler is because of those character interactions. Whenever I watch anything, I'm always interested to see two things. One, how the world outside of just the main characters we're following operates and exists and what other interesting things exist and happen in that world and also uh live for just character moments and character interactions that may not necessarily have to deal with just the central theme of the journey because it's like if you've ever been on a road trip or just been on a trip in general uh, where you're with people like the trip itself is is often filled with all different types of moments highs and lows short little interactions, uh, funny moments, dramatic moments, uh, good stuff, bad stuff, so on and so forth. And for me, when I'm watching a show and I'm really into it, like I, I really enjoy seeing those moments. Now, that's not to say that I want to see those uh, at the sacrifice of an arc or a plot. That's not the case. I would rather not see that in the middle of an arc or a particular plot point. But just in general, I'm always a fan of seeing that type of stuff. So uh, I believe in watching Inuyasha, uh, excuse me, I, I believe in watching Inuyasha 
that I get all of that and I get really fulfilled. And, you know, I've put a couple other people onto the show and in watching it, they very much enjoyed it. You know, the, the their only complaint is that it's kind of long, which I mean, I don't have, you know, any like I've, I mean, I have nothing but free time. So binging shows that are like, you know, 100 plus episodes is not a big deal for me because, well, I have the time to, to watch it. I mean, I'm in the middle of watching something right now with almost 300 episodes and I am only in the 50s right now. And I'm, I'm very excited to continue watching. Might do a review on it, so I won't say what it is just yet. But uh, I do want to dive. I do want to uh, dive into it. So I've I've spoken about Inuyasha. Now the sequel show Yashahime features the daughters of the characters from the original show. So if you're unfamiliar with the term shipping or ships, uh, shipping is when you uh, want two characters or imagine two characters together in a romantic relationship. So th they can be canon, as in these two characters in, in the show itself actually get together. Or it can be non-canon, where it's just two characters on the show, but you are imagining them together because you feel like they'd be good together, or you think their dynamic is, is interesting or in, and unique. You know, number of different reasons why people ship the things they do, but people do it. And I'm someone who ships characters. I ship characters in almost every show that I watch, whether it's canon or not. Um, and, I, and for the most part, I, I try to be open and accepting of different types of ships, like whether I think some characters should be together or not. I mean, as long as it's not harmful or offensive or it's not for like a really nefarious or negative or bad reason, then, hey, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, whatever. I, I've, I have no issue with it. But that brings me to the inspiration behind today's podcast, um, because there's a particular ship that I do want to talk about, one that has existed since the original Inuyasha show, and that is the ship between Sashomaru and Rin. And the reason behind this is because Rin is a young girl in Inuyasha. Sashomaru is a demon who is uh, who has lived nearly a thousand years. Um, but, but even in, uh, even in human years, what, and I'm going to get to the age thing in a second, he would only be about 19 as far as his maturity and his physiology is, is concerned. Um, and the fact that since Inuyasha, people have shipped these two characters together and very recently on Yashahime, which, as I said, features children of the characters from the original show. It was recently revealed that Sashomaru and Rin are married, and Rin bore Sashomaru's children, uh, two of the characters who are the main protagonists of the Yashahime show. And there are a number of issues with it. And I'm going to get into all of that. I, this is actually my second or third time recording uh, this podcast. And the first time around, I... I just kind of rambled and I kind of didn't really have direction uh, for what it is that I wanted to say. And I find that to be kind of problematic because I want to make sure this is a good audible listening experience for the people who are listening to this show. Um, so I you know, came up with a bunch of notes and a bunch of points that I know I wanted to make a reference 
and I compile them all together so that I can make sure that I hit everything and also do it in a cohesive and efficient manner because I don't want to spend 40 minutes repeating myself five different ways to say that it's wrong. Don't get me wrong. Repetition can be powerful and a good thing, especially in speech or with music, but I don't want to necessarily spend this entire podcast saying the same thing eight different ways for the entire duration of it. There are a number of things that I want to get to when it comes to this and why I want to talk about why this is wrong and why Inuyasha, the show, and the characters within the show, all of which they all deserved better than what they are getting with Yashihime. And Yashihime is not finished. This show still has about nine nine more episodes until the end of its uh, debut season. And even to this point, there are a number of things uh, that are that are wrong with it. Okay, so let's let's start at the at the beginning. I'm going to start with the ages. So I'm going to give the ages of each character. So Inuyasha biologically is about 150 years old at the beginning of the series. Again, he is a half demon. So in this universe, demons and half demons uh, physically age much slower than humans do in this world. So Inuyasha uh, biologically is about 150 years old. Chronologically, he's about 200 because when we're introduced to him, he has been in suspended animation due to a sacred arrow that bound him to a tree. And it, w it wasn't until he was released from it uh, by Kagome that he, you know, was able to move freely and do as he pleases. He had been bound to that tree for about 50 years. So chronologically, he's about 200 years, ago, years old because he has that 50-year period where, again, he was in suspended animation. However, uh, because the aging process for demons, half-demons, and humans is not necessarily one-to-one, -one, uh, even though he is 150 years old, um, um, in, in terms of his maturity and his physiology, he's about 15 if he is hu if he were human. Kagome is 14 or 15 at the very beginning of the series. We've seen kind of uh, 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 different things uh, about that, but she's about 14 or 15 years old. Uh, Moroku is about 18 or 19 years old. Sango is about 16 or 17 years old. Uh, Sishomaru, Inuyasha's brother, is about 900, uh, biologically speaking, but 19 in terms of human years. And even though he's a full demon and he's not human at all, we're just talking about in terms of his appearance and his biology and everything, he's about the equivalent of a 19-year-old human. And Rin, the little girl, is about eight years old at the very beginning of the show when we're introduced to her. So... Again, the story follows Kagome uh, traveling with Inuyasha and eventually Moroku and Kagome. Now, in terms of personality, Sashomaru uh, is a very popular character in the Inuyasha fandom. Um, for a lot of people, a lot of people, uh, he, was, he was their first anime crush. He is the person that they will refer to as Daddy or Zaddy, if that's your wave. And even to this day, you can find... Oh, so many lewd <laughs> and really over-the-top um, 
things being said about his character. And Sashomaru's personality is very stoic. You know, he doesn't care about anything or anyone outside of himself and the things that he wants. Um, he doesn't care about humans. He doesn't care about Inuyasha. In fact, he hates Inuyasha and wants to kill him. Uh, he doesn't care about any of Inuyasha's cohorts or um, people he travels with. Doesn't care about Naraku, the main antagonist. He has things that he wants to achieve and accomplish, and that's really it. Now, he's introduced to Ren after a battle he has with Inuyasha where he's badly injured and he's unable to take care of himself. Ren, Ren finds him and, and, and basically is nice to him and, you know, kind of helps take care of him while he's kind of incapacitated and can't really, uh, can't really take care of himself until he is able to fully heal. Um, now when he does fully heal, he actually finds Ren, uh, face down and either dead or on the brink of death. Now, Sashomaru has a weapon, uh, the Tensega, which basically has the ability to bring uh, people back to life or heal them completely. Um, he doesn't like it. He thinks it's a weak weapon. And what he wants is the Tetsaiga, which is Inuyasha's weapon. Now, these weapons were entrusted to them from their father. Um, it's the, it's the, basically like their heirlooms, if you will. And so, in... Uh, helping in, in like bringing Ren back to life, he, you know, kind of tries to send her on the way. But she, Ren, is a character who hates humans because they've always treated her very poorly. You know, uh, we, we see so many images and scenes where Ren is being kicked and beaten up by people in the local nearby village. And so because of that, she doesn't like humans. And with Sashomaru, with Sashomaru, he's kind of the first person or character that is nice to her, that, that shows her anything that's not hatred. And that's part of Sashomaru's arc in the original uh, anime, right? The, the fact that he, under, he goes from being this really stoic, this really this really kind of uh, one-tone character where he's just the badass and that's really about it. Over the course of the journey of the show, we get to see him in his own way because it's not, it's not an overt thing. But in his own way, we get to see that he inevitably grows to care about people other than himself. He cares about Ren. He cares about Jaqen. On some level, he eventually cares about Inuyasha and again he's not a character that that shows it but by the end of the series uh, because of this the, the decision that Sashomaru makes um, you can tell that he cares because he at the very end of the series tells Ren to go live with a priestess so that she may be around humans and have something kind of resembling a normal upbringing for that time right now the entirety of the story of Inuyasha takes place over the course of about three years so by series end, all of the characters are about three years older than where they started 
And that's an important point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain why in just a few moments. Now, in watching Inuyasha, I never saw this Shishomaru-Ren relationship as romantic, which is good because it would have been really problematic if it were because Ren is a child. I need to reiterate that. I know I said I wasn't going to do a ton of it, but I want to reiterate that. And I'm probably going to do this every time I have to say it. Ren is a child. She's a child. At no point throughout the entirety of the show does Ren express anything resembling romantic interest. You know, we don't learn a ton about her character um, in terms of things that she likes, doesn't like, so on and so forth, outside of the dynamic between her and Sashomaru. And the dynamics are something I'm also going to touch on within this podcast. But with Rent, but so many people, because they like Sashomaru and because Ren is the only character by which Sashomaru shows anything resembling care, you know, they put the two together and say that they uh, that they should end they should end up together in a romantic relationship. Now that's wrong for a number of reasons. I'm going to get into a ton of them now, as well as refuting some bad faith arguments that exist as to why people are trying to defend and rationalize uh, that the, that ship in particular, because it's not cool. It is disgusting. It is grooming. And I am not someone who likes to ship children with adults. I understand that, you know, that may be how it uh, was back then in some in some places, but I don't I don't do that. You know, in watching anime, you kind of have to go into it with the understanding that the Japanese are a different culture of a different culture than uh, than us. So their sensibilities for certain things are going to be very, very different, you know, and I'm not saying that to say that this is specifically a Japanese thing. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. I would never imply that, uh, you know, depicting adult child relationships is something that's acceptable there because I don't believe that's the case. But when it comes to anime, just in general, you have to under like you kind of go into an understanding that things are culturally different. You know, the d- dynamics between uh, characters and men and women and so on and so forth like, is very different. So, you know, I am I'm fully aware that I have a very Western perspective whenever I'm watching shows and whenever I'm watching anime when it comes to this subject in general. But I also don't think that that's a uniquely Western perspective because I don't believe any cultures around the world are in the business of harming children or romanticizing adult child relationships. I don't think that I don't think that's the case. And so that co- that goes into, you know, like one of the, the, the biggest issue right there, which is romanticizing that. Whether or not Sashomaru was her actual adoptive father, he was her caregiver. He was her guardian. And that actually gets into one of the uh, bad faith arguments that I want to mention, which is this notion that Rin always had a choice. Like, yes, within Inuyasha, the show Inuyasha, 
Shishomaru was very cold and very uh, not very warm and welcome towards Rin uh, over the course of the show. Like even by the end of the original series, he was not warm to her. There were so many cases where he showed a complete disregard for her well-being, where he it didn't really matter if she you know took damage or was harmed or hurt in some form or fashion. You know he was very negative and and poor before her. Um, uh, towards her, excuse me. And yet, the fir- and, and yet, you know, people like to say that Sushomaru always gave Ren a choice, which, in a sense, they would be right, you know. But here's the thing that that they don't acknowledge ever, which is that Ren is a child. She does not have the capacity or life experience to fully comprehend the choice that Shishomaru was perhaps giving her in that scenario. She's not old enough to fully understand or comprehend. Got to realize that Rin, within the context of the show, had had a connection to Shishomaru because he was nice to her. But that is to be expected when someone is a young, impressionable child who has largely been disregarded and disrespected by other humans. Shishomaru is the first person who was nice to her. Of, of course, of course, she's not going to choose to go off and be by herself and, and travel, you know, wherever by herself. It, just, it doesn't make logical sense. On top of that, Ren is a child. She doesn't have agency to be making those kind of decisions with the full understanding of what what it means to make that decision in that scenario the idea that she had a choice doesn't make doesn't hold a lot of weight especially when you consider this the power dynamics between Sashomaru and Ren don't even really make it much of a choice because there, there there's a clear power dynamic in uh, their relationship that makes it weird that everything is turned out the way that it has. So let's start with the obvious elephant in the room as far as the power dynamics, which is the one I, I, I just spoke about. Ren is a child. Sashomaru is an adult. It, 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 that's not okay. There's a clear power dynamic there simply because he's an adult and she's a child. He's lived well over 900 years. She has been alive for eight, and she's been mistreated and abused over a good portion of that. She, th- like, th- there's no, like, it's, it's there's no, there's, it's no contest there. The dynamic is not equal, not good. So that's one. That's one, that's one power dynamic right there. The second power dynamic is the fact that Sashomaru is a demon and Ren is human. Uh, within the caste system that exists within that world, um, I guess, I, well, I don't know if you would call it a caste system. Maybe that's not the, the phrasing I want to use. But within the world, you have humans, you have uh, half demons, and uh, you have full demons, right? Full demons age much slower. They live, they have much longer lifespans. They have all types of crazy powers and abilities 
uh, whether that's uh, using, whether they are inherent or whether they are using weapons that have been enchanted or enhanced by the abilities that they have. Fact is, not everyone has that. And not everyone has, has, uh, has abilities that are good or, or can, be, can be used for, for harm or anything like that. Half demons like Inuyasha do have some. He, he absolutely has some abilities. And he's able to use some, uh, some uh, abilities because he is part demon. But then you have humans. Humans don't have these abilities. They, by themselves, they, they, can't, they can't do much of anything. So you have that power dynamic right there. Because Sashomaru is a powerful figure who has the ability to harm and kill and kind of do whatever the hell he wants. Whereas Ren does not have that ability. Nor is she even old enough to even know how to use that ability if she did have something like it. And then third, you have the third dynamic here, which is the master-servant dynamic. Sashomaru, again, powerful figure. Ren and Jaqen act as his servants in, in so much that he allows them to travel with him and he pretty much kind of bosses them around to go do whatever it is that they need to, to do. That's really, that's about it. A master-servant relationship is not, like, it, it's not equal. It's not an equal dynamic there. And so that, b because of that, it makes the dynamic of them entering into a romantic relationship really problematic. A again, the obvious one is the age thing. Ren is not even old enough to be shipped with anybody, let alone a fully grown adult demon. But the other two, as far as Sashomaru being a demon and then the dynamic of uh, Sashomaru essentially being a master and Ren, uh, you know, serving him or serving under him, it doesn't make it okay or equal or even. So to ship those two knowing the dynamics between them are not equal, it makes it really weird. But I know what some of you may be thinking in this case too. What about Inuyasha and Kagome? Inuyasha is a half-demon. Kagome is a, young, uh, is a young girl, 14 or 15. Shumru, I mean, uh, Inuyasha is 150 years old. Physically equivalent, human equivalent of 15, but it's older, live longer. Isn't that a weird dynamic too? You can make an argument for it. You, cer you, cer you certainly can. But see, with a lot of uh, Shishomaru and Ren shippers, and going forward on this podcast, I'm going to call them Sess Ren. So what, what many Sess Ren shippers uh, won't ever do in bringing that, that up is c admit that the Sashomaru-Ren uh, relationship would be inappropriate and it would be weird, even if I admit that the dynamic between Inuyasha and Kagome is weird or could be considered weird. You can, you can certainly do it. You can certainly consider that. But these people aren't interested in being completely honest. They just want to have a gotcha moment. Like, haha, isn't the people you ship together just as just as bad? Well, yeah. Even if I even if I were to admit that that's the the case, 
you yourself are not saying that because you you genuinely believe that you're doing that because you want to rationalize a ship between an adult and a child Inuyasha in this case is not an adult even though he's lived longer not an adult but I'm not I'm not standing I, I'm not so married to their canon ship that I, I can't admit that yeah you, you can certainly make an argument that uh, the power dynamic there is is kind of is kind of weird but also Inuyasha is not Kagome's caretaker you know he's not her guardian you know that that's not how the dynamics of their uh, relationship on the show work. However, with with Ren and Shishomaru, that certainly is the case. Kagome is not serving Inuyasha. She does not work for him. She does not solely exist to do his bidding and have no agency uh, by herself as a character. And while she herself, again, is not an adult, uh, she is much older than Ren. Much older. And so it's a bit more understanding. But again, I'm not married to either of these ships, even though I'm totally okay with Inuyasha Kagome, considering Ren is a child, Tashomaru is not. Okay? Okay. <laughs> but it's just it's just weird. You know, the, the, the dynamics between the two characters just it just does not allow it to work. And Another point of um, contention is, uh, or excuse me, another bad faith argument that always comes up is that it's historically accurate. That is not even, like, that That makes no sense. You want to know why it makes no sense? Because if they were concerned with historical accuracy, they would not have time travel and demons in a fantasy show set in the uh, in feudal Japan. If you're worried about historical accuracy, there are a number of other things you should be looking at. It's not something that that was that was absolutely necessary. It's not something that was absolutely necessary. They didn't care about historical accuracy when they were putting this show together. They didn't care about it in in the original series. There are so many uh, beliefs you have to suspend in order to in order to, to to truly enjoy it. And I'm not saying that as a negative or as like a shot against the series because I again I really enjoy it. I think it's it's worth watching. I would encourage people to watch the original series. I really would. I still do. <laughs> but they're not worried about historical accuracy. This show is not about historical accuracy. This show couldn't exist if we were trying to hold on to historical accuracy. It doesn't matter what they actually did in feudal Japan. Because you know what they weren't doing? They weren't hunting demons. Demons weren't killing people. There wasn't a 15-year-old girl who was time traveling to feudal Japan with permission from her family bringing modern food and modern technology ignoring that the people in that time probably couldn't handle the processed food that we eat in the modern day you know not like processing that uh or, or excuse me not not understanding that 
there's no there's no secret jewels if you get all of it together that you'll be able to um excuse me you'll 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 be able to uh you know uh, get a get something you desire or uh, get a wish granted or something like that none none of that happens that's why historical accuracy doesn't actually matter in this case cuz it's not about historical accuracy and i wish people would stop saying that and then the last thing, one of the last bad faith arguments, that it, it's a different culture. Now, I kind of touched on this earlier. Again, in watching a lot of anime, you go into it with the understanding that what you're watching is culturally going to be very different than what I am used to because I am here. I was born in America. I did not have not lived in Japan. I'm not familiar with with Japanese with the specifics of Japanese culture or what it was like in the feudal era that being said you don't have to be understanding or from a different culture to be against romanticizing a relationship between an adult and a child it doesn't matter what culture you come from because I can't imagine there are very many cultures that exist that are okay with a relationship between an adult and a child. And honestly, it's offensive to Japanese culture to imply that they're okay with it and that people should be okay with it. Because there is no scenario where, where it's acceptable or it's okay. Again, I am well aware that I have a Western perspective, I'm coming at it with a Western perspective. But I don't think that perspective is uniquely Western. I don't believe that it matters what culture you come from. You should not be shipping an adult and a child at all under any scenario. And here's the other thing, too. Even if Ren was an adult when she had children by Shishomaru, which she wasn't, if you do the math according to the show, it wouldn't make it okay either. Because it's still weird for someone who is the guardian of a child to marry and bear children with that child once they are perceived to be old enough. This is why people say this is grooming. Why they are calling Sashomaru ped Pedomaru. Pedomaru, <laughs> which is kind of clever. Shout out to whoever came up with that. That's that pretty clever. But that's why. That's why. Ren is a child. She was a child when the show began. She was a child when the original show ended. She was a child when she gave birth to the twins. And because in Yashahime, she is currently in suspended animation within the Tree of Life, she more than likely is still a child now because there are no signs that she has even aged in however long she has been inside that suspended animation. We don't know. There are so many questions that exist with Yashahime, and there was no reason that they had to go down this route with these two characters. It does a disservice to them in terms of who they were in their original series. It does a disservice to them now. In, in the current time. And just because something was the case. 
in a different time period, in a different culture, doesn't mean you have to do it now. It doesn't. There's no reason to. You, it's, it's absolutely unnecessary. It reminds me of the criticism that Quentin Tarantino was giving about Django um, and the gratuitous use of the N-word within that movie. And the fact that a white man like Quentin Tarantino felt like he had free range to use it as much as he wanted to because it was of that time period. Like, yes, being called the N-word and white people using it as frequently as they probably did. Yeah, it, that probably was historically accurate or close to it. But that doesn't mean you have to do it. And in the, in, in the Yasha and Yashahime's case, it's completely unnecessary when you live in the world where 15-year-old girls are traveling from the future to willingly go live in the past and bear children and live. Where you have a monk with a giant hole in his hand that's destined to consume him and um, consume him like the people before him because of a curse. You have a world where, again, you have spells and things being enchanted and demons and demons of all sizes and shapes that live to be all types of ages with different types of abilities and different motives and whatnot. Like, there was no reason to put these two together. There was no reason to because Ren is a child. I'm going to keep saying that. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep repeating that. Ren is a child and like I said they do such a disservice to Ren and to Shomaru because it it colors the entire arc uh, that Shomaru goes on in the original Inuyasha show. It 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 makes it makes his motive feel very different it makes you know him resurrecting Ren and doing all these things like it it looks and feels very different now because of where he and Ren eventually ended up I saw a great tweet the other day uh, that was talking about this and it said something that 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 was a really good point that Ren deserved deserved actual development like her entire life revolved around Sashomaru and we never really saw her be much of anything else we got to, we never got to see her interact with with other human kids we never got to see you know the things that she liked and that she didn't like you know we didn't we, we didn't get to see her grow up we, we, we even even in saying that her and Sashomaru got married and had children, we didn't see it at all. She was just kind of plot convenience. Like, yeah, of course she's the mother of the twins. It just it makes the most logical sense. And it's such it's so disappointing because one of my favorite things about the original Inuyasha series is the fact that there were so many badass female characters, both humans and uh, villains and demons. There, there are so many great female characters uh, within within uh, Inuyasha that, like, wh while watching it and while putting people on, I'm like, this show is 
like uh, in my opinion kind of progressive for its for its time which is not to say that there were no other shows doing uh that had like really badass women uh characters and whatnot but you know we but like there were just there were just so many and, and there were so many to, to root for and there were so many to root against and the fact that they were women didn't really matter for for many of them uh, because they were just badass in general, whether they were a villain uh, hero or anti-hero or wherever they kind of, uh, you know, ended up. You know, we it, it th th there's so much with Ren that we just never got. We never got to see her interact with Kohaku, which, I like I'm not I did I didn't ship those two, but Kohaku is one of the only other characters that we ever meet who's kind of around Ren's age. And we see Kohaku uh, grown up uh, in this show. And, and for a time throughout the OG series, we did get to see the two of them interact. And Ren, on some level, I feel like actually cared for Kohaku, not in like, again, not in a romantic sense, but just that because he traveled with her, um, that he, he didn't, you know, that she didn't want anything bad to happen to him. And we don't get to see those them interact after Kohaku uh, has the the, the 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 enchantment over him broken and he's kind of back to normal. Like we we don't get any of that. We don't get to to see her uh, become a midwife because that's something that she that that happens to her at the end of the OG series. We 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 don't get to see Ren really be anything other than. Sashomaru's wife and that you know is, is another kind of symptom of kind of the some of the issues that exist with Yashihime which is the female characters that we've been introduced to especially the the ones who have come back they're not presented as badass they're they're just kind of wife of or mother of that's that's kind of their their role and that's such a disservice considering all of the development and the various arcs that female characters got in the original series that so many women characters got to be badass and got to go on such a journey from becoming whatever they were when we were introduced to them to what they became by the series, uh, by the by the end of the series. We were robbed of Ren's development. We were robbed of seeing if she was ever able to form relationships with with other humans. We're again, I, 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 Ren is a child, so. I'm not saying I want to see this, but we were robbed of seeing whatever kind of romance might have existed there, which again feeds into why the dynamic between them makes this ship so awkward and weird. It's weird. We watched Inuyasha and Kagome fall in love over the course of the original series. We watched Moroku and Sango fall in love over the course of the series. There was nothing in the original series to indicate that Sashomaru and Ren were a romantic pairing. And it would have been problematic if it was depicted. So it's problematic now in Yashihime that it is just being made and is being made canon. It's such a disservice. Because so many of the characters in Yashihime who are who are who were prominent characters in the original series 
they're all out of character. Because here's the other thing. Uh, here's another reason why this ship doesn't really work and why it shouldn't be considered canon and why it breaks f- away from the canon established in the original series. So in the original Inuyasha, Moroku, as I mentioned, he, he's a traveling monk who has a wind tunnel on his hand which can consume anything and everything. And because of a curse placed on his family, he's destined to be consumed by the wind tunnel unless he's able to find a cure or get the Shikan jewels to kind of have the curse lifted from him, right? So one of the running gags throughout the entirety of the show is that Moroku is a pervert who asks literally every woman he wants to meet if they were bears children, right? So... In one village, we find that there's a there's a little girl that Moroku had asked uh, to bear his children. This girl, Kuharu, who I believe is 14, 13 or 14 uh, within the show. And when Moroku asked her, and this is one of the things that didn't, I'd say that the, in the show didn't age well. Because it's not a perfect show. But this is something that clearly didn't age well. When he, when he, when Moroku does that, all of the other characters freak out. Moroku, Sango, and Inuyasha, um, excuse me, Kagome, Sango, and Inuyasha all freak out. And they're like, what the hell are you doing? That's a child. What are you doing? Why are you asking her that? What the hell is wrong with you? Right? So it's weird that that would be the case with Moroku asking. But when it comes to Shishomaru getting a 14, 15-year-old Ren pregnant that Kagome and the others are just okay with it. Just acceptable. The entirety of Yashihime reads like really bad fan fiction. And it's really disappointing that Rumiko Takahashi um, I hope I'm saying her name correctly it's really disappointing that she gave the approval and allowed this series to be greenlit because it really does do a disservice to all of the characters of Inuyasha and to into the legacy of Inuyasha by itself. Because this new series is poorly paced. It's not great in terms of its writing. Um, th- even the reveals in this episode, like, it feels very it feels very rushed. The plot to this point also isn't like it, it should be interesting, but it, it just it just isn't. It, it, like I'm, I'm watching because I want answers for a ton of questions, but it took so it took 15 episodes to get the answer that we all wanted, and for me and for many others, it's not an adequate answer, and it's not a good answer, and it's not an answer that is consistent with uh, the world that we knew with the characters, the characters that we knew from the original Inuyasha series. So I'm disappointed in her, and I'm disappointed in in the fact that this show got greenlit. And I felt like I had to say something, because all through this extended weekend, I saw so many people on social media championing the fact that Seth Wren became canon, that it was canon that that this happened. But I'm not going to be okay with shipping an adult and a child together. I'm I'm not going to be okay with with shipping two characters where it feels like one kind of groomed the other if this is where the two of them end up 
by the sequel series, which takes place a number of years after the fact. So, yeah, it just, it just, it feels, it just, it just feels really off and it feels really weird. And I feel like I have to say something because I'm going to speak out whenever I see gross stuff like this. Like, I don't care that it's anime and I don't care that it's related to one of, to, to one of my favorite series all time. As far as I'm concerned, Inuyasha, excuse me, has no sequel. There is no sequel to Inuyasha as far as, as I'm concerned. Inuyasha ended with the final act. And that's it. That's it. It deserved better. Inuyasha and Kagome were, were amazing characters with amazing arcs who we were lucky enough to watch fall in love over the course of the original series. They deserve better than the treatment that they got in Yashahime. Moroku and Sango, same for them. They deserve better than what they got in Yashahime. Sashomaru and Ren were very amazing characters who underwent, um, Sashomaru in particular, underwent an amazing arc. And I hate that the development that, that, ha that happened to him has gone completely off the rails simply because this fan fiction-ass anime got greenlit and is being considered canon. And so it's disappointing. I'm disappointed. I'm sad that I had to make this podcast. I'm sad that anyone has had to say anything because not shipping an adult and a child together should be something that's universal. We should universally accept that that's not okay. It doesn't matter what culture you come from. It doesn't matter what part of the world you come from. It doesn't matter what time period it takes place in. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't actually matter because we should be able to look at that and say, hey, that shouldn't happen. That's wrong. That's disgusting. And so it's because of that that I'm no longer watching Yashahime. It's because of that that, as, like I said, Inuyasha has no sequel. It's because of that that I'm completely disappointed in so many fans of the OG show who are championing this disgusting, gross ship being made something resembling canon. Now, because Rumiko did not write this series you can make an argument that it's not canon. You can. But for so many people, it's being considered canon because she greenlit it. And it's interesting because when the Inuyasha movies, or not the movies, when um, a CD came out a couple, about a, a bunch of years ago, and there was some Sashomaru Ren stuff on it, done by the, the voice actors, uh, Rumiko Takahashi came out and distanced herself from it, saying that she had no part of that, and that's not canon. So it's interesting that that's the case then, but when it comes to this, when it comes to this ship in particular, it's seemingly canon. And people are upset, and we have a right to be upset because it's disgusting. So everyone needs to do better. Rumiko Takahashi needs to say something, and she needs to do better. Sunrise and Viz Media, who are subbing and dubbing and the anime for people's uh, subbing and dubbing uh, Yashihime, 
They should be ashamed of themselves and they should be disgusted. This is not okay. I don't know why anyone thinks it's okay. But they need to really look in themselves and think about why at any point you would say a ship between an adult and a child is okay. Or a ship between two adults where one uh, was a guardian for that adult since they were a child, why that's okay. Inuyasha deserved better. The fans deserve better. And Inuyasha has no sequel. So going forward, this is the only time I'm going to speak about Yashihime. The only time I'm going to speak about Cesarin. I don't really care about uh, anyone's opinions on this. If you are a pro ship, uh, if you if you are pro shipping them together, uh, we don't need to be friends and we don't need to associate with each other. I, I blocked a bunch of people over the weekend on Twitter um, because, yeah, I, I just I don't want to deal with that. I, I don't want to be friends with you. I, I don't want to interact with you. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to at all. Any guy should deserve better. If you're listening, go watch the original series. It's good. It's really good. It's a good starter anime. It's it's it's, it's kind of good for children too. Not a whole lot of blood. No real swearing. It's a good show. It's a very good show. But you can skip Yashihime. You can skip it. Don't even bother. It's not. It doesn't exist. Doesn't exist at all. As far as me and so many other of the other fans, doesn't exist at all. And if this show gets canceled, totally okay with that. Totally, totally okay with that. So, I think I have got that out of my system. This is, again, the last time, the only time I'm going to speak on this. And, you know, I'm going to go back to watching anime and finding other anime to, uh, to, to watch and get into. And I'm going to pretend Yashihime doesn't exist. Because it doesn't. Inuyasha, Kagome, Moroku, Sango, Shippo, Kilala, Sashomaru, and Ren especially. They all deserved better. So with that being said, I'm done. Thank you all for listening to another episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks. Uh, there will be a new episode coming soon. because I'm going to be recording it probably after this. Or if not after this, then in the days after this. And uh, I will catch you all on the flip side. Thank you for listening. Peace out. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.